0: So many things that we want to do this morning just to really honor God um, and to honor just the friends and the family that have helped us along this journey. Um, and I just, again, would love to thank you all for your prayers, for your support, your encouragement along the way. Um, and, you know, for those of you that call Inspired Church your, your, your home church, for those of you that are members of this church, and for those of you that will be members in a couple of weeks, amen. I want to say a special shout-out to those that are members of the church. Um, You are the lifeblood of what we do. And um, we would not be able to do any of the things that we've done in this past year without the membership of this church. And so I am so honored. I'm so honored that you would say yes to Jesus. You would say yes to inspire. You would say yes to my wife and I. You say yes to the team, and that you would run with us. And even though they're not in here, can we give a big round of applause to all those serving right now behind the scenes? We got we got people in the kids' ministry serving with the children. God is so good and you know, before I go further into what I feel like God, what I feel like I, I just really feel like because I'm a hard-to-do this Sunday, we're going to do something a little different, something a little unique. Um, I'd like to invite a very good friend of mine, Joshua Wang. Where are you? I'd like to invite Joshua to come up. Well, can we give a round of applause for Joshua? Joshua. <laughs> uh, just to share a little bit, I have to read off of this because I had to write down what he's going to do, and make sure I didn't get it wrong, but um, he's going to be leaving this week to Imperial College in London. Ooh. <laughs> you ready to woo a little bit more? Um, God has called him to pursue his master's in advanced aeronautical engineering. I don't know what that is. <laughs> he's going to be making planes, amen? <laughs> But uh, he'll be leaving to London, and for those of you that have been here for a while, I want to tell you just a real quick story. Joshua reached out to me because he went to college back east with a young lady who went to, was a part of our youth group several years ago, and he was moving back. He had been gone for, like, four years out there, and he was coming back to the Bay Area, and he was talking with some of his campus pastor leaders out there, and they had told him when he comes back, to, you know, look, you know, he was talking about just kind of finding a church. He had a home church that he loves, but he wanted to be a part of something and kind of be used for God's glory. And so uh, he found out that I was planting a church. We met in casher Valley. And um, since then, God has just kind of, really just use this young man to do so many things with us. There have been moments and times you guys have seen him on the guitar. He's led for us. Um, and since he's been here, he's been such an incredible support. Uh, he's been a part of the home groups ministry. He's really become family. And so I just, he's going to leave this week, and we're going to miss him. And so I just want to take a moment. Can we just pray for him, and can we just can we just bless him in the name of the Lord today and just really um, just share with him just how thankful we are being a part of us, Joshua? I, I'm so thankful for you, and um, you have a family here uh, all the way across the pond, (laughs) and we will definitely be praying for you, man. You want to say, actually, I'm going to put them on the spot. I'm going to make them say a couple of (laughs) Um, these. It's just been a really eye-opening experience, just kind of growing up in a church that's totally different culture than this one, and I just want to say that you guys really are a wonderful family, and it's really great to see family grow like as fast and as close together as this one and um, I just can't wait to see what happens in the second year. <laughs> like, can we stretch our hands forward can we just pray? Can we just pray for Joshua? Pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this young man that you've brought to Inspire Church and I thank you for this young man that you're sending right back out to London and Of course, I know part of it is because he's pursuing his education. But I know another part of it is that you have a a gospel plan for him in London. So I pray that you would open his eyes, that he would see and hear and be led by your spirit in London. Lord, and I pray that you would bless him in his studies, in his pursuits. And Holy Spirit, may you ever be before him and behind him. I pray that you would open the right doors, close the right doors. I pray you would send him uh, uh, lovers of Jesus to be surrounded with men of God that he could fellowship with. You'd send him a church that loves you and your gospel. And I pray that you would just keep him and you would just mature him and continue to grow him in your honor, your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, this morning is going to be a little different. Uh, it's not just the one-year anniversary for Inspired Church, but this morning is also Vision Sunday. And so, we've never done something like this before. I've never done something like this before. So I tend to get real preachy real quick. And so, uh, but today we're actually um, we're actually gonna just take some time to share with you. Kind of the mission, the vision of the church, where God has brought us from and where God is taking us to. And so if you're a member or you're a guest or somewhere in between, one thing that you'll understand by the time you walk out here is you'll understand who we are as a church. And so I am really excited to kind of break this morning's presentation down. I can't call it a pre, but this morning's presentation, I'm really excited to break it down in three parts for you. And really it's just where did we come from, who are we, and then we'll finish this morning's presentation with where is God taking us in year number two. And I'm just so excited for that. And I love what the Lord says in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 2. He says this. He instructs Habakkuk this. He says, then the Lord replied, and he tells Habakkuk this, write down the vision. Write down the vision. Make it plain on tablets. And he tells Habakkuk, this is why you're going to do that. Write down the vision. Make it plain on tablets. And I love this part. So he may run who reads it. So he may run who reads it. So I believe Vision Sunday is biblical. Because without vision clarity and without vision visibility, a people can replace urgency with complacency. When the vision isn't clear, and when the vision isn't known, and when the vision isn't made visible then the people become complacent, and they lose a sense of urgency. And in order for us to accomplish what God has for us in year two, we need to make sure that the vision of Inspired Church is visible, is known, is plain, and is clear. And so that's what we're here to do this morning. If Inspired Church is to accomplish all God has called us to accomplish in Union City, And in the Bay Area and beyond, we're going to need to consistently remind and recalibrate ourselves around what God has said and what God is going to do for us as a church. So my hope is that as we celebrate one-year anniversary, that we also would celebrate Vision Sunday every year as long as God allows Inspire to exist. Every year, I want to just take a Sunday to tell you more about who we are, where we came from and where we're going amen so where did inspire church come from and so we're going to kind of take a little bit of a journey and we're going to talk about how did we get to this point and how did we get to this year now the short answer to this question is this God led us here the Holy Spirit brought us to this moment but since today is kind of a unique and special day, I just want to kind of tell the story of Inspire Church, and I want to use kind of uh, some pictures um, to tell you about the journey. Is that okay with you? So we're going to share a little bit of picture today. We're going to call it Picture Sunday as well. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about September 5th. 2015 can you all see that can we is there any way is there any way we can get the lights down maybe on this side thank you Chris I appreciate it uh this this was September 5th 2015 now again we didn't have the coolest cameras so I think that was probably my camera and I'm not the best picture taker which it's funny because everyone is clear but my face so I don't know if the Lord was already saying um the Lord was already saying it's not about you Philip um so on on September 5th 2015 Fifteen of us, 16 if you're counting Philip, who looks like he's still in the womb. He's, he's kind of just hunched over. Sixteen of us, including my son, which my wife is holding, we joined together in prayer at Junior and Sherry Martinez's house. And if you count her cats, there might have been like 19 or 20. Man. And we prayed at Junior Sherry Martinez's house. And we were simply asking the Lord for a why. How many of you know that before you start anything in your life, you got to know your why? You have to know your why. In fact, if you don't know your why, you'll move forward and be easily bothered, and you'll easily want to quit when you don't have a why. But when you have a why, when times get tough, you go back to your why, and that should propel you forward. And so we prayed and we asked the Lord, why? Why church planting? Now... I'm going to share with you guys a little secret. In fact, the secret's already out because some of you are thinking, well, didn't, aren't we celebrating our one-year anniversary? You said this was in 2015. Here is the secret. We publicly launched one year ago today, but in the eyes of God and in the eyes of those 16 people, we launched that night. Wow. We launched that night. Now, one, le- one week later, we multiplied a little bit. Wow. Amen? And one week, you guys don't have to clap this whole time because don't, don't even feel obligated. I'm just going to keep talking through because then it's going to, yeah, it's going to get a little awkward. <laughs> one week later, we multiplied to 30 people. We had, a, obviously, we had more babies, and I had some, of, some family come out in support. But that night, we met at Brian and Victoria Beardsley's house. And that night, we asked the Lord who. <laughs> we had a prayer revolving around why, and that night, we asked the Lord who? Now, I bet you some of you thought you made it here on your own this morning. But the fact is, and the miracle is, there are several of you in here this morning, because your name was written down on a card that night, and we prayed wow. that you're here today. And this was our routine every Saturday for the month of September 2015. We ask the Lord why, we ask the Lord who, we ask the Lord when, and we also ask the Lord where. Now, some of you might think we're crazy, but typically those answers probably should be answered before you ever decide to launch a church. But I've been told there are three types of church planters. Number one, they say that there's the Moses calling in church planting. And the Moses calling, if you remember the story of Moses in Exodus, Moses was called to a cry of a people. The people of God were crying. God raised Moses up and sent him to set the people free. And so Moses was called to a people. Second call is the Jonah call. And the Jonah call is not that he's called to, but he's called to a city. If you remember... And we'll be talking about it next month. we are be talking about next week. God told Jonah to arise and go to that great city, Nineveh. So Moses was called to a people. Jonah was called to a city. Inspired Church and those 30-something people there, we weren't called to a city or a people during that day. And so that left one other call, and that was the Abraham call. Let me tell you something about the Abraham call. The Abraham, the Abraham call is a call that says... I have no idea where I'm going. All I know is that God told us to go. Abraham said, go to a place that I'm going to show you. And Abraham had no idea where he was going to go. All he knew is that he was going to leave his family and he was going to leave the comforts of a place that he had called home for his whole life. And he was going to pack up and go. And he wasn't even going to know his destination. That night, 30 of us prayed. We had no idea where God was taking us. Four months after praying and this group together, we church hopped for four months. So we just went to a bunch of churches on Sundays, and we just went in there and just we we worshiped together. But four months after praying and church hopping, and before we do this, where's, where's Beto at? Come here, Beto. Come here. Come here. You guys will see why I'm going to do this. Just going to put it. Right. No, I just want you to stand right next to the. Turn around. We're not there yet. Cat's giving me the eyes. Are we not there Okay, no, no, okay. We're not yet. Okay. I thought I was going on. Four months after praying and church hopping, (laughs) 30 went to 60, and we launched our very first very private Sunday morning worship service in a dance studio that also moonlights as a Zumba studio. Now, Bethel is a little upset with me because he came the second Sunday. He did not come the first. So he didn't make this picture. So every time we show this picture, I just want to put I just want everyone to see his head in there so he can feel just a little bit better about life. In fact, can somebody take a picture of this right now? And we will use this every year just so everyone would know that Bethel was there the second Sunday. But he wasn't there the first. But his wife was. Amen? Thank God for the praying women in the house. Come on. Thank God for the praying women in the house. All right, you can sit down, Bethel. (laughs) Now, I want you to know something about this dance studio. We had no mics. We had no microphones. We had no sound in that dance studio. We didn't have nice rooms for children. And so while we were preaching, the children were literally in the back right corner coloring. Amen. And we launched Sunday morning worship service, a little dance studio off of Vallejo Street, right across from Bronco Billy's in Union City. No mics, no sound, pretty much no room. In fact, we told the twenty five, thirty launch members, please, when you invite people to Sunday, don't invite a lot of people. If you you can only I mean, what church plant says don't invite people? And so he said, look, you got two or three, and don't invite somebody from another church. Amen? Yeah. Invite somebody that needs a place to go. Yeah. Now, I want to take a moment here to honor my brothers, Justin and Mark. There's a, story, there's a story behind this. There's a story behind this. So occasionally we would meet, and we would just pray together, and we'd hang out and talk about the Lord and scriptures. And there's a particular night that we met at Brocko Billy's. And um, we were sitting there, and we were just kind of eating pizza together and hanging out. And so finally, we decided, "Well, let's take a prayer walk." And so we left Bronco Billy's, and we said, "Let's just walk around this general area." And just us three started to walk around and pray. And as we were just kind of, walk- I don't even think we really got into a lot of prayer as we walked around the corner of Bronco Billy. Shout out to Uncle Johnny. Round of applause to Uncle Johnny, who's not here today. Out walked Uncle Johnny. Now, if you don't know Uncle Johnny, maybe I'll, sh- I'll introduce you sometime. But out walks Uncle Johnny and was startled by us because Justin and Mark both knew Uncle Johnny. And we went into this dance studio where Uncle Johnny was, and there were some people practicing and break dancing, getting ready for the Warriors. And we just started to chat with him simply because Justin knew him. But as we were in there and as I was looking around and I realized that he was part of running this dance studio, I thought to myself, Man, wouldn't this be a perfect place to start gathering a small group of people together for worship? And so I asked Justin, and Justin was able to talk to Uncle Johnny, and a couple of days later, Uncle Johnny began to, Uncle Johnny and I began to talk, and we laid out a contract for us to be able to start meeting in that dance studio. Woo! Yeah, right. And uh, for those of you who remember, we rented out chairs, but the chairs were devastating, Man, we almost got sued because in the middle of the service, one chair decided to break. And a model was sitting in it. So it wasn't like, you know, some of you, somebody might be thinking, somebody might think, thinking, man, well, who was sitting in that chair? I'm, it was a model. And that chair just broke. We said, Jesus, we are a church plant. There's a story of how Paul was preaching and, and there's a young man named Eutychus fell out a window and he actually dies. And Paul stops preaching. He goes down and he prays and he resurrected. I thought that there was going to be something like that that day. We've come a long way, amen. Finally, finally, sure enough, a couple of months later. March 27th, 2016, we had our first Easter service at the Crown Plaza. And look, we did this whole time we were launch was September, but this whole time we were just starting to meet and try to gather a little bit of momentum together. And just it was like the Lord was just like, I'm gonna add almost immediately. And so we ended up in the Crown Plaza. Look at we, we got a drum set, we got a little bit better. We got we we, we kind of grew up a little bit, a little baby started to teethe a little bit. And so we ended up in the dance, or we ended up in the Crown Plaza, and we ended up in the room right over there. And I remember that day, I was just so amazed at how many people came out uh, just to worship with us. And last but not least, on September 18th, uh, 2016, 12 months ago today, 299 friends, family, and guests gathered into this room that you're sitting in right now and celebrated the official public launch of Inspire Church. And we knew who we were called to, and we know where we were going to be in Union City, California, and we haven't looked back since. Can we give a round of applause for Jesus? So here we are. This is where we came from, and I believe it was Will Smith in Hitch that said, if you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. Something like that. And so we want to move on this morning. So who are we? And more importantly, why does Inspire Church exist today? And the simple answer, again, is because we love Jesus. And because we love him, we obey Jesus. But look at the Great Commission. I want you to see what Jesus told his church before he ascended into heaven. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Jesus Tells his church this Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. I want you to see this. Jesus tells his disciples. The mission of the church is, are you ready? Are you ready? The mission of the church is simple. This is what Jesus says. Here is the mission of the church. The mission of the church is to disciple, baptize, teach, repeat. Disciple, baptize, teach, repeat. Disciple, baptize, teach, and repeat. There's nothing more or new that the church will ever have to do. All the church needs to do is disciple, baptize, teach, and repeat. Now look at this. I want you guys to hear my heart. There are 8 million people living in the Bay Area. 11 counties, 256 cities. The Bay Area is home to some of the most affluent and influential people in the world. The CEO from VMware said... Often what starts in the Bay Area ripples out to affect the rest of the world. And as amazing as all this sounds, there's a sad story behind this. Of the 8 million people who live in the Bay Area, 5 million are unchurched or claim no religious affiliation. Some of you in here today might be in that category. Now, I want you to know, of that five million, this does not include the multitude amount of others who follow a belief that does not call Jesus Christ Lord, nor does this include the thousands upon thousands of people who have walked away from Jesus because they're angry and frustrated with church. Because the church is too surface. Because the church does not answer the questions that they have. Now, I love God's church. Don't get me wrong. There is an amazing church in the Bay Area. But there are people and there are your children and our children that are turning away and turning their backs from the church because the church failed to tell them the answer. The church stopped preaching the gospel. The church stopped preaching the word. In fact, there may be some of you in here today that felt that. Now, I want you to hear this. Between the regions of San Francisco... Oakland and San Jose where Union City kind of finds itself nestled in the middle. These regions make up what is considered to be one of the least church regions in the entire United States. We are considered one of the least church regions in the United States. In fact, if you what's so funny is that I've gone to a couple of church planting conferences. I've gone to some events, some leadership events, where people from all over the country will go and meet and get trained and learn how to lead and all these amazing things. And it's so amazing when I sit and I talk to people and they say, Oh, where is your church? And I tell them, We're in the Bay Area, California. We're in the San Francisco Bay Area. They look at me like I'm crazy. They look at me like I'm crazy. And it's so funny. I look at them like I'm crazy because I'm like, no, God is here. God doesn't abandon the Bay Area. I, I, you know, and I, and I know it's difficult. Everybody who plants is up against spiritual battle. And some people say, man, the Bay Area churches die in the Bay Area. They don't grow. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's not what God is doing here in Union City. Amen. Now, I want you guys to know this. In Union City alone, there are 77,000 people and five Christian churches. I don't think no church needs to compete on Sunday morning. There's enough to go around. Think think about it. 77,000 people in Union City alone and five Christian churches. Sometimes I think Starbucks has a better plan of multiplication than the church. They they put one on every corner. And then you got, you know, some pastors that are fighting and debating, well, you know, that's too close to my church. Like Starbucks knows that I'm going to put one at every corner and we're not going to compete with one another. We got to reach people. And now here's the crazy thing is Starbucks wants to take your money. Jesus wants to save you. And some of us have the audacity to go to Starbucks and not to show. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to preach today. I'm not going to preach today. I'm not going to preach today. I promise. Not, we're not going there today. not going to make you feel bad. We got a lot of visitors. I want you to come back next week. Amen. This is Vision Sunday. God bless you all. I want you to hear my heart in this, okay? As a region, we are rich but spiritually bankrupt. We are intelligent but unwise. We are the birthplace of social media but very lonely. The truth is the Bay Area needs Jesus. Union City needs the gospel. And there are very few churches willing to do the kind of work that it takes to see that kind of gospel transformation in their city and in their region. This is why Inspired Church exists. We exist because of the eight million. We exist to reach the Bay Area and beyond. We exist because of the 77,000 people that are waking up, going to work every day, that some of them, many of them are feeling hopeless and helpless. And, you know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go on a, on a, a side, a little side, but I'm going to make sure I stand close so I can get right back on track. <laughs> but I talked about social media. It's just something that I've been seeing that's so interesting is when you flip through your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever it is that you do, I know some of you, Facebook is out of date now. Snapchat, what, you know, I don't do Snapchat. That's for women and children is what I tell people. Just, <laughs> it's a joke. Oh, okay. I know. See, i got to get back to my notes, Amen. Here we go. But here's, here's what I want to say is we have a propensity to look at people's lives in these pictures and make a judgment that they're happy. And we have, and you and I, we have a propensity to take a picture with a big smile on our face to make sure that the world thinks we're happy. But our reality is we're lonely, we're afraid, we're confused, we're not sure where we're going or what we're trying to do. But every time we make a post, it looks like it's the greatest time of our lives. We are, a, we are definitely a Instagram generation, a generation of instant photos that don't tell the whole story. This is why we exist. And if you've been here for some time, you'll know that as a church, we have three core values that guide us on our mission. We have three core values that guide us on our mission. Theology, community, and mission. Those three core values, they tell us who we are. They guide us in everything that we do. They are our guardrails. They make sure that we do God things and not good things because we know that sometimes good things can be the enemy of God things. Busyness doesn't mean success. And so there are three core values that lead us as a church, theology, community, and mission. And let me tell you a little bit about why we think theology is so important to us. Because we live in an intellectually dynamic culture. We live in a postmodern society. Some people even say post-Christianity. Where people walk around noses up in the air and they look down at the word of God. How can you believe in all of that? We have engineers and we have technicians that even go to this church. That the people that they are with and people they talk to say, well that is so irrational and unreasonable. We live in a culture in the Bay Area where intellectually it is dynamic. People need to know that God's word has something beautiful and intelligent to say. Can I say that again? People, I'm so tired of being a Christian and sitting down and talking to people and them saying, well, Christianity can't answer my question and Christianity is unintelligible. And I'm tired of seeing Christians coming to church year in and year out and they still don't know how to defend their faith. And we send our kids to college and they sit down and their professors come out and they begin to just tap away at the faith. And because our kids were just told, well, that's just because God, it's because God said. Our kids are not equipped to answer the questions, and therefore the questions become their questions, and they walk away from the church. This is the Bay Area. This is the Bay Area. But I believe God's word has something beautiful and intelligent to say about himself and about you and about the world. Now, if you haven't already noticed, attending Inspired Church means you're attending a church that loves to teach the scripture. And we're not afraid to dialogue with someone who doubts. Skeptics are welcome at this church. As a result, in our first year, we are dedicated and we've been dedicated to expository preaching and teaching. We develop sermon series that are faithful to the scriptures text. And in the end, we always point to Jesus. Secondly, we also launched Theology and Coffee. I imagine people clapping for that. (laughs) What is Theology and Coffee? We did eight weeks over the summer. We invited Motivate Coffee, which they're out there today. They've done an amazing job. And we created what I thought wasn't very unique, but from what I hear, we created a unique environment where people came to learn and discuss challenging topics like God's wrath, the existence of evil, the authority of Scripture, and the major objections to Christianity. We tore back the veil of all the questions. We opened up for people to question and answer, and we said this, God's word is not afraid to dialogue with your doubt." And it was good. It was good. In fact, we had a young lady. She's in Chicago. She's actually came from Chicago here. She's back there for the weekend. She's not here today, but she started coming to this church, and she said, I don't know if you know, but I've never seen anything like this in terms of people being able to come into a room and open dialogue about these types of subjects at a church now i'm sure it happens but she says she's never experienced it and she's part of a church she was part of a church plant she was actually part of some churches in chicago that actually ministered to college students and she said here's the thing is it's not that i've never seen this type of teaching but i've never seen this many people willing to come on a wednesday night and be so excited to hear god's word Theology is important to us. Number two, second core value is community. Now, let me say a little something about community. I'm gonna sting some of you in here today, and I'm always gonna sting you with this. If you know the Bay Area, or if you've just experienced it for a season, maybe you maybe you've been here all your life, or maybe you've only been here for a few weeks, you'll quickly discover that we are busy commuters. We are busy commuters with very little space for new friendships. Am I wrong? If you know the Bay Area, you'll know that we are busy commuters with very little space for new friendships and even less energy for the friendships that we have. (laughs) Yet God has made all mankind for relationship. God has made all mankind all mankind, for community, and just because, listen to this, and just because busyness and exhaustion have become the norm in our cities, it does not mean it has to be the reality of this church. I knew I would only get a couple of hand claps. I knew it. I knew it. We're working on this. We exist to provide the kind of community everyone needs, but nobody knows how to get This is why our church is built upon, you ready for this? Connect groups. Connect groups. Last September, we started with four locations. Fremont, San Lorenzo, San Jose, and Hayward. They met on different days and different times, trying to present to you how important community is to your life, whether you know it or not. And we launched four. And then in the second semester, we added Union City, and last year we carried five, five different locations, five different times, just so you know that community is important to your discipleship. We strive to create a space for people to grow in God's word. And to have genuine relationship with others. Now, look, I know you can't create relationships out the blue, right? You can't force a relationship. Anybody ever been here in an awkward conversation? Anybody ever been? You don't have to raise your hand. Anybody ever been on a blind date and, and, it, and, and it didn't work? I heard someone laugh. You've been on one. <laughs> Somebody had a laugh over there. She's like, <laughs> preach, pastor. That's a word right there. Come on, you ever been in an awkward place? Husbands, have your wives ever been like, you got to meet so-and-so's husband. And the wives are all chatty, Kathy. You you and him are just sitting there like, look, we got absolutely nothing in common, nothing to talk about. (laughs) It's rough. It's rough. And so I know that there will never be a way for us to systemize or program relationships. You can't do it. You can't create that. All you can do is provide a space and pray that it happens. And some of you know, some of you have been coming to Inspired Church for a while, and even though we're a new church, it still feels like, how do I get involved? How do I, how do I talk to someone? Because we naturally click up, don't we? We're an imperfect community, but we are growing at what God has called us to. And small groups cannot create a relationship, but it is a space that possibly somebody who is hungry enough for a relationship, somebody who knows they need it, It's a space for you to come in and get that. Are you with me? Now, this is something that I can honestly say before everyone. We're still learning to do this. But we have learned a valuable lesson so far. And here's the valuable lesson. Are you ready? There will never be such thing as a perfect community. But God likes it that way. Wow. Wow. Wait, let me say that again. There will never be a perfect, you will never find a perfect church. Yeah. Some of us are like, well, I've been going to this church, and I don't like it, and it doesn't have this, and it doesn't have that. You know, I appreciate it. Make sure it resonates with you. Make sure it feels like home, and they're going to be a church that feels that way. But for the most part, you stay anywhere long enough, it's not going to be perfect anymore. Yeah. You know me long enough. All you see is Sunday mornings and Instagram. You know me long enough, and my wife, you'll know it's not perfect. Yeah. Are you with me? And so here's the lesson that we learn. Is that there's no such thing as a perfect community, but God loves it that way. You want to know why? It's the imperfections of people that mold us into the image of Jesus. It's not when everything is good that's going to teach you how to be patient, kind, gentle, long-suffering, the fruit of the spirit. It's when you're at odds with somebody. And and we can't forgive. We can't be a community that forgives unless there's a community that hurts. Some of you need to stop being afraid of being hurt. Some of you need to stop being afraid of relationships damaging you. I want you to know, yes, it could happen, but I want you to know God made it that way because it conforms you to the image of Christ. It will make you uncomfortable for a season, but it will start building the stuff that lasts. This is why Inspire Church is committed to biblical community, even if the culture around us is not. And as long as you're at this church, that's the mission of this church. There might be other churches that don't do community, and that might be a space for you. But everyone in here, there's nobody that has grown or graduated beyond community. It's like, well, I've been a Christian for a while. I don't need community anymore. No. Amen? Number three, theology, community, and the last is mission. And I've I've heard this said before, and I've used this here. And I've heard it said so often, I'm not quite sure who to attribute it to, but it's not mine. Um, But we are a glocal church. Can you say glocal? What does glocal mean? It's a combination of local and global. We are committed to our city and to the nations. From the streets of Union City, amen, to the provinces of the Philippines. We are committed to building people who reach people so that we can disciple, baptize, teach, and repeat. Just like Jesus commanded, and I promise you, I'm not here to boast. I want to celebrate what God can do through an obedient people. I want you to hear this. In the last 12 months, Inspire Church has launched five home groups who met weekly for nine months, reaching up to 80 people every week. You don't have to clap again. I thank you guys for doing that, but I'm going to Last month, we baptized 29 men and women. In, in some cases, entire families of people committed their lives to follow Christ. In our first year, we averaged 160 people in attendance on Sunday morning. Our largest service ever was Easter Sunday 2017, where we saw 344 people hear the message of the cross. So as we stand here today and celebrate year one, let me remind the church soberly we haven't even scratched the surface. There is still much more God has asked us to do. So I want to conclude Vision Sunday. I want to conclude this morning. I know you're a little restless. Give me a minute to conclude Vision Sunday by sharing with you four initiatives God is calling our church to move towards in the next year. And we'll end with four next steps for you to get involved. Now I'm going to go quickly. But number one, the four initiatives that God has called us to move towards next year. I really loved what Pastor Caleb said at our membership dinner the other night. And he didn't know this, but God was working through him. And this is something God had already been working through me for a while. And Mikey and Mama Patty and Jerry, there's something that they've been doing already. But number one, it's time to begin to pray together as a church. Oh, come on. We can't clap for prayer. It's time to begin to pray together for a church. Look, nothing happens unless we pray. Nothing happens unless we pray. Let me just say, nothing successful happens unless we pray. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to move in a greater measure at Inspire Church, and I believe he's leading us into a time of praying together. Again, some have already begun to do this with Mama Patty already moving inside the homes, Jerry and Mikey praying together. And I'm excited to announce Inspire will be doing monthly prayer meetings where we'll pray for healing of the sick, the salvation of the lost, and baptism of the Holy Spirit together as a family. We'll be announcing next week our very first one. Number two, number two, you can say you love the city all you want, but if you're not doing it in the the city, you're just talking. You're not not really doing. So it's time to start loving the city. Last year, we partnered with Selfless Society and people like Mario Villanueva and Jermaine Collins, Miguel Ramirez, to feed and clothe the homeless and to raise money to fight cancer. But as a church, we only supported, we did not lead any initiatives. God has put the city's schools on my heart. And I'm currently looking for opportunities for the church to bless the schools of this city. So in the next nine months, I'd like to see Inspire Church come out full force and help us beautify the schools in the Union City School District. Now. I'll be announcing soon, and I'm trying to get this on the calendar as soon as possible, three work days in the next several months where we have an opportunity to be a light to our city and to bless a school in need where we will come out full force as a church and not ask anything of them, but we will paint the buildings that need to be painted. We will plant things where things need to be planted. We will clean things that need to be cleaned. And we'll begin to actually love the city that we say we love. Number three, we're almost. Number three, it's time to take personal evangelism more serious. As we learn to bless the city as a church, I also want at Inspired Church every individual believer. To be challenged, to challenge themselves to be a light in their cities, a light in their neighborhoods, a light in the workplace, and a light to their families. And we can do work, we can do work programs in the city all we want, but until we learn how to live the gospel and speak the gospel, we'll never accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. So for the most part of this year, I will dedicate Sunday mornings to begin preaching and teaching through biblical passages that inspire us to be on mission. They inspire us to be on mission. Starting with the next four weeks and next Sunday, we're going to launch a new series on the book of Jonah. Jonah's a prophet that ran away from his call, but he was called to make a difference in a city. And we'll talk more about that next week. And finally, we can't forget our children and our teenagers. Young families love inspired church, but they also need a church who understands their fears and desires for their children. Kiana, Roberto, and the kids ministry team, they've been doing an amazing job but it's on our hearts to make Inspire Kids and Little Inspirations the place to be for all children. I want a church full of kids begging their parents to come back. Wow. This, means, this means we'll need more volunteers in the kids' ministry. What a heart to love on kids and to plant the seed of the gospel in our little ones. This also means we're going to need better equipment, and we really want to start renting out that bigger room. Finally, our teenagers. If you have been coming to church here for a while, I think our Sunday mornings and even our small groups can be a great place for our teenagers to grow. But we still don't have a youth ministry. In year two, I would love to see God raise up committed group of leaders to begin the process of starting an inspired Church youth ministry. So that our teenagers and our parents <laughs> can have a place and a space for them to grow together. Four next steps for you. And if I could have my uh, ushers come forward. and s- I had strategically planned to correct collect offering now. <laughs> I did. So for those of you, is he trying to pull it? Yeah, I am. But I'm being honest and open about it. If you don't know where we're going, if you don't know the heartbeat and the vision behind what we're doing, then what are you giving towards? So there's four things I want to know. How? What can you do to make a difference? Please, we're almost done. Please, we're almost done. What can you do to make a difference? It's four quick things. Get connected, get planted, get involved, and invest. Four things that you could do. Get connected, get planted, get involved, and invest. Number one, get connected. Connect groups launched this week. It's the lifeblood of what we do. Give it a chance. Give it a shot. Check one out. After service, we have shaved ice, and we have opportunities for you to look and see. We have eight connect groups for Pete's sake with different times and different locations. Take a look. Step in this week. This is a great week to visit one. Just see how you feel. Get connected. We have one We have one in Fremont. We have two in Hayward. One in San Lorenzo and Union City and San, and, and San Jose. And again, this year, this year, we're adding the one in Hayward. We're adding one in Newark and one in the Tri-Valley. Try one this week. Try one this week. Number two, get planted. Membership is September 30th. Membership is September 30th. Membership class. It's a great way to make this church your home church. For some of you, it's time to take to make Inspired Church your home. It's time to get move past the fear. And it's time to make this church your home. We have another membership class just waiting for you. Membership is an opportunity for you to take ownership of what God is doing at this church. It's also the doorway into deeper discipleship and leadership at Inspire. God has called all Christians to become a member of a local body, and there's another opportunity for you to do that. Number 3, get involved. Join a team. At Inspire Church, we don't believe in spectator Christianity. Some of you guys have been sitting on the bench for a little bit. It's time to get on it's time to get on the game. Get in the game. We don't believe in spectator Christianity. We believe God has called all Christians to ministry, ministering here in the church. Um, And just a couple of quick things. We have a children's ministry. We have a hospitality ministry. Uh, We have a worship ministry that is having worship auditions at the end of the month. If you're interested in singing or playing, we'd love to meet with you and do those things. If you have a heart for the city and to help others, Stay tuned as we continue to announce all the different things that will come to love on the city. And if you have a heart for the globe, we're excited to announce that we're headed back to the Philippines. And we're going to have our first informational meeting October 22nd. We're going again, and you're invited to come along with us. And finally, number four, and host, if you guys can stand up, finally, number four. Um, it's It's time to invest. Now, this is something that we can all do. And it's something that we can all do today. At Inspired Church, we're not afraid, like I said, to talk about money. And we're not afraid to raise up a church that gives generously to the mission. And as we get ready to dismiss this morning, I want you to know that I purposefully decided to take offering at the end of our service for two reasons. Number one, I wanted you to see that when you give, powerful things happen. But I also wanted you to see it's not easy pioneering a church in the Bay Area.